Let's talk about X, baby. Let's talk about this movie. <laughs> Welcome back to a View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And Jen, do you want to talk about X? I do. <laughs> All right. Now that I've subjected our listeners to my horrible singing, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the film X. Now, had you heard about this movie before I brought it to you? No. Okay, so this was a... Now, to be fair, this is an A24 movie, which, like I said last uh, last week, it's, a, it's an ass-in-the-seat movie for me. If it says A24, it's, you son of a bitch, I'm in, and I'm in. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me what the movie subject is. I will watch it. You stray away from those movies. I was going to say, yeah, most of them I have not really cared for. There's been a couple that I think are decent, but right, right. for the most part... Eh, they're kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I appreciate about them, the fact that they are weird movies, you know? Mm-hmm. So. They're definitely original. I have to give it to them for that. It's yeah. original ideas. But yeah, some of them are just just the subject or the storyline just is like so far <laughs> out there that I'm like, man, eh, I don't know about this. Well, this should work for you then because this is this is pretty much a straight-up slasher pick. It is. It is. Yeah, so I mean, this is kind of our cup of tea, right? Like, slasher movie, obvious obvious homages to 70s slasher movies, pretty specifically the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I saw a review that that said that this was the modern answer to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I kind of appreciated. It does kind of make sense. All right. So this is not your average A24 flick. So this might actually be... I'll, I'm interested to see what you're going to have to say about this movie and where you're going to fall on it. So, yeah. So why don't you tell us who is in it, who created this movie, who directed it, wrote it, wrote it, writ it? Who writ it? Who writ this movie? Large. Who writ it large? Wow. Yeah. All right. This is written and directed by Ty West. I don't know Ty West, do I? Who is... I did not, I had not seen anything by Ty West before this film, but I want to go back and see some of his movies now. The House of the Devil, The Innkeepers, The Sacrament, these are all movies that he is known for. Okay. And not anything that I had really, that I had really even considered watching until this movie came out. Okay. All right. In this movie, we have, spoiler alert, Mia Goth is playing Maxine and Pearl, Jenna Ortega as Lorraine, we have Brittany Snow as Bobby Lynn, we have Scott Miscuti as Jackson, mm-hmm. Martin Henderson as Wayne, Owen Campbell as RJ, and Stephen Err as Howard. Howard. Pearl's Howard. Yes, Pearl's Howard. Yeah. So Jackson's name is, his full name is Jackson Hole. <laughs> Guys, this is a very graphic film. Not just not just in the violence arena. This is a very graphic film sexually as well. So there are going to be... It is about them making a porno. So, right, yeah. The yeah. whole idea is them making a porno in a, in a thing. Which I thought was... What I thought was interesting is that they are... This is kind of 
It takes place in 1979, the dawn of like home video. Mm -hmm. And the producer, Wayne, even mentions, hey, we're going to get in on this home video thing. This is Mm going to make it so that perverts don't have to go out and watch movies in theaters. He calls them perverts. (laughs) Hey, man, you know your audience, right? Yeah. You got to know your audience. So, yeah. Anyway, so uh, should we jump in? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so the film opens with with the crew of the of the the movie within the movie which is called I think the farmer's daughters I think is what it's called yeah something like that yeah the farmer's daughters the film within the movie is the farmer's daughters the, the crew and the cast of that are setting out in a in a distressed looking van to travel across Texas to go to this farm owned by Howard and Pearl, who's an elderly couple, who are an elderly couple, I should say. They're going to rent out their guest house to this this crew to... They don't know that they're going to make a movie there. They don't know that they're going to make a porn movie there. Mm-hmm. But... So, so right off the bat, we get some interesting stuff going on. Did you notice the the mural that was painted on the side of the strip club when they when they get ready to leave when they walk out uh-uh. it is a blonde woman being attacked by a gator yep okay. and Brittany Snow's character walks is the first one to walk out mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of brilliant it like it did I didn't catch it until this viewing I've seen it now twice and I didn't catch it until this viewing but it's interesting because, first of all, it sets it up. Later, they're going to divert us with Mia Goth and the Gator, and then they're going to come back to it with with Brittany Snow's character, Bobby Lynn, right? Yep. So this is the first of three deaths that get foreshadowed in that type of manner. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are the other two? Do you want to talk about them now, or you want to talk about them when we get to them? Yeah, let's talk about them when we get to them. How about okay. that? All right. Okay, so the people that are involved, like you said, we have Wayne, who's the producer. We've got Maxine, who is a an aspiring pornographic actress. She wants to she wants the world on a plate, basically. She lusts after fame. Yes. Which is interesting because we were talking about Nope, which has very similar themes, like this this eye towards the spectacular this eye towards like becoming famous on social media now of course that's a different that's a different era mm-hmm. but 1979 the way you became famous was in film some people via pornographic film which is fine that's the way you know that's just the way things are so we have Wayne we have Maxine we have Bobby Lynn and Jackson Hole is <laughs> great name great porn name Jackson Hole come on <laughs> And then we have RJ and his girlfriend, Lorraine. Mm-hmm. RJ is the cinematographer slash director, and Lorraine is the audio person slash helper. Correct. So they, when they first get to the, the, the farm, Wayne goes up to the house to knock on the door, and he's greeted by Howard, who... Brandishes a shotgun at him because he doesn't remember agreeing to, like, let out his his, right. his barn or whatever it is, out home, whatever that outbuilding. What is that that they're what is it that they're what is it that they're renting? It's not a 
It's not it a barn, right? Like a guest house. Guest house. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Anyway, Howard doesn't remember this, and he threatens to shoot Wayne. It's only after Wayne convinces him, hey, you've already, you know, we already talked, I gave you money, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, that Howard is like, oh, yeah, that's right, and don't worry, it's not loaded, which is bullshit. It's totally loaded. Yeah. He just tells him it's not loaded. We're going to find out later that it is loaded. We never see anybody else load the weapon, but it does go off later on. Yeah. We'll talk about that one. I think that's actually one of the foreshadowings that you're talking about. No. No? No. I think that's a foreshadowing that I just found then. Because the way that the person with the shotgun dies is exactly how that person talks about having spent Vietnam. Okay, so yes, Jackson, but it's Jackson that was in Vietnam. I'm not talking about Wayne. I'm talking about Jackson. I was trying to keep it vague. Yeah, but Jackson's in the van at this point. Right, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the shotgun going off. Is and, the is the the shotgun is the foreshadowing? Yes, that is that. Okay. that is one of the foreshadows. Yes, okay. so you have now picked up on two of them. Two of them. Look yes. at that. Yeah. Look at me. It's like I paid attention. This Good time. for you. I know, right? I, you, <laughs> you know, get an A. I you know I deserve that A. Do I get a sticker too? Because I'd love if to have a sticker. If you really want one, I'll go find one. Okay. For you. Get me one that's you know cute or something like a star. Rainbow, I don't know something. Okay, good. if you're gonna be picky, then I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna probably be able to find eh, it. Fine, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so they start making their movie. Very graphically, by the way, this is not a movie you want to watch with your mom, guys. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean even if you even if you have a close personal relationship with your mom, this is not a movie you want to watch with your mom. But they start making their movie. Maxine kind of wanders off and notices Pearl has been kind of eyeballing them. I think Pearl kind of peeks in the window while the scene is being shot. And then Pearl eventually like invites Maxine into Yeah, so the, house. The, the peeking in the window is later after the she's already been in the house. Oh, is it? Yeah, because she's peeking in watching Maxine. Maxine doesn't oh, go do the right, thing right, till right. later. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So Maxine is down at the water. She walks off down. Oh the right, water. yeah. She. Oh yeah. So that's that. Oh yeah, that's right. That's where we get our. That's where we get our, our our diversion from the from the gator from the mural. gator. Yeah. yeah. So Maxine goes to the water. She wanders off. She finds the water. She gets in, goes for a swim, buck naked, of course, and she's stalked by a gator, but she gets out just in time. There was a lot of tension on this one. Yeah. I seeing that boggy water like that and then you see the gator it's like oh no this is not gonna be good so yeah they kind of trick you a little bit thinking she's gonna get a little bite out of her but she does not well i mean they put that seed in the back of your head with the picture of the gator eating eating a girl or attacking a girl you don't put two and two together that it's not mia goth because as soon as maxine's in the water and that gator's coming towards her you're like oh this is it here's the first one right Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It's a mm-hmm. great diversion. Right. But she gets invited in by Pearl, and they have a little conversation. Pearl is talking about how she's jealous of Maxine's youth. She's, you know, sad that she's old and not as pretty as she used to be. And then she then she kind of makes a pass at her a little bit. She kind of touches her almost in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. And that's when Howard comes home and Maxine sneaks out the side. Yeah. And then Pearl wants Howard to have sex with her, but Howard says, my heart can't take it. 
mm-hmm. and Maxine is left, you know, wanting, I guess. So this woman, by the way, is yeah. super creepy. Maxine, oh or yeah, I mean yeah, Pearl, yeah. yeah, Pearl is is super creepy. Yeah, she is something else. I tell yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. It, but see, there's also a little bit of like sadness to her. When I first watched this movie, I felt like there was a theme of aging and loss in this. There's she is really kind of lamenting her loss of youth, mm-hmm. and. Now, I don't know, because it doesn't really go very far, but I don't know what her what her reasoning is for what's going to happen. I mean, obviously frustrated with the fact that she's not as youthful and as attractive as she once was. Obviously, Howard still loves her. They have a scene later on, but... Right. I... Yeah. I agree. I feel like it's... She's having an issue with being older Mm -hmm. she wants to recapture her youth there's a lot of sexual it'll be interesting to see pearl because pearl is prequel yeah is a prequel Mm -hmm. about pearl so it'll be interesting now to see what she was like when she was younger and i don't know if that's all it is is she's trying to recapture her youth or if there's some other kind of you know hidden something going on be underneath all that who knows i don't know right yeah, I think there's I think there's maybe more to it, and I think that's the whole idea. Maybe maybe because as I understand it, Pearl the 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 prequel was shot right after this wrapped, and in fact, so so closely tied to this is that they didn't want to leave the set and lose the set. So Ty West basically went to Mia Goth and said, "Hey, would you be willing to jump back in the old age makeup?" And let's let's do Pearl. Let's do a prequel to this. And Mia Goth said yes, and that's how we ended up with it. Yeah, so he had actually used his time during a mandatory two-week quarantine while filming X ah. to write Pearl. So oh. he wrote it right around there, too. Okay. And then he, yes, he asked Mia Goth if she would be willing to stay in New Zealand a little longer and go ahead and get that filmed. She did accept. So, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, it was filmed right after X hmm. finished. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's obviously more to be said about Pearl and who she is and why she is the way she is. Because mm-hmm. she goes from zero to 60 in no time with, I want sex. I can't have sex. I'm going to murder everyone. Right. Spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so after, after uh, Pearl gets rejected by Howard... It's nighttime, and the film crew is kind of relaxing in the farmhouse. They sing a song, which is this is where we get like this. We get this moment where they're t- they're uh, they're singing landslide, mm-hmm. or not they. Bobby Lynn is singing landslide, and Jackson is playing the guitar, and they are cutting shots of the youthful people with shots of the older elderly people. It's side by side in some instances. It's actually really interesting the way that they, the way that they paired what was going on on the screen with the lyrics to the song. They talk about you know time makes you make makes you what is it? Time makes you bolder. Children get older. I'm getting older too. So it's it's interesting that they picked that song because it is about getting to another stage in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think. 
there's a couple of things happening here. You've got Lorraine, who is eventually going to say, hey, I want to be in on this. I don't want to just be an outside participant. I want to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. So this is a new stage in her life now, too. She's feeling a little more experimental. And Pearl, I think, is kind of coming to terms with who she is at the exact same time, that she's not, you know, she's never going to have that youth again. And I think that's the turning point right there in that she thought maybe there's a way to recapture that by seducing her husband. But because he can't, she has this turning point where she has this moment and says, you know, maybe she says to herself, okay, well, if I can't do this, they're not going to do it either. So I could see that, but there's a point later in the movie where the husband is telling Lorraine about the other people that he's brought to her, but she really is obsessed about Maxine because there's something special about her. So I took that as this is not their first time doing this. Well, this is definitely not their first time at, at so the rodeo. So I guess I'm not sure I agree with that being her turning point because I feel like this is probably something she's been doing for a while now. Within the film, this is her turning point because Maxine, like you said, Howard mm-hmm. says there's something special about Maxine. Pearl sees something special about Maxine mm-hmm. and she thinks maybe there's a way for her to recapture that through her, through seeing her, through experiencing something with her because she is going to crawl into bed Ugh, with Maxine yeah, at one yeah, point. Yeah. There is something there that she thinks is going to maybe rekindle something for her, bring her back, maybe bring a little bit more youth to her. But this is the turning point within the film for her to say, okay, well, this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to just take care okay. of this. Okay. So, uh, okay. That, I get what you're saying. That's kind of where I'm going okay. with that. But yeah, you're right. This is not the first rodeo for them. There's actually a dead guy in the basement that's strung up. Yeah. That was, that was when I first saw it, I thought it was RJ. I did too, but it's <laughs> not because she goes, Lorraine goes yelling for RJ as she's trying to get out of the basement. Right. So obviously right. it's not RJ. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't even know why. I thought that, but it just looked like him for some reason. I think it, it has, I think it has a beard. To, it was hard to see because his face was, it was dark. Right. So and it's really hard to see Last time you see RJ, his face is all messed up. Mm-hmm. It's so quick that you don't realize that he's practically beheaded. Plus they really don't focus on his head or face a whole lot. It's like a whole pan up the body type thing and then flash away. Mostly so. dong. Yeah. yeah. It's mostly <laughs> dong. So <laughs> it's a dead body hanging dong right in front of you. <laughs> yep. I just like that word dong. It's funny. It's like when you have a dongle for a computer, that's all I can think of is wiener. It's weird, right? That's what my, my brain yeah, automatically goes to wiener. I don't like saying the word dongle either, so I never <laughs> call it that. <laughs> <laughs> so childish, right? <laughs> huh? Very childish, but. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a very Beavis and Butthead moment where it's. Where it's like, ah, he said dong, you know, or whatever, you know. Yeah, right. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so back to chronologically speaking, this movie. RJ doesn't like the idea of Lorraine being in on the movie, but eventually he goes ahead and says, all right, fine. She shoots, he shoots the scene between Jackson and Lorraine, but he is, I think he's broken by this, Mm -hmm. you know. He has a moment in the shower where he's like, I'm, I'm not, he, like, he just, he's kind of wailing, you know. He's very, very upset. And he decides he's going to leave. So he grabs the keys when everybody else is asleep. He jumps in the van. He's getting ready to, like, 
head out. They're playing Don't Fear the Reaper, so you obviously know he's going to die. Right. <laughs> but he, as he turns the corner, there's Pearl. And she's mumbling, and he's and he's like, "What? What? Okay, I gotta help you." So he gets out of the car to go and help her, or the van to get her to go and help her, and she embraces him yeah. and starts like trying Caressing to like him she's like stuff. rubbing up on him and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but he rebuffs her, and she stabs him repeatedly. Like I said, yeah, when, this when you, was this was vicious. overkill. This yeah. was vicious, yeah. like very very gory. I mean, when you get you get a you get about a second long shot of this dude's corpse, and he is almost beheaded. Yeah. I think he might be beheaded. Which, again, after going back and watching this a second time, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, why would I think that 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 the guy hanging in the basement was RJ if this is his decapitated corpse sitting yeah. there? But whatever. So. While this is all going on, Lorraine is looking for RJ. She noticed she wakes up and he's not in bed. Mm-hmm. She goes looking for him. Wayne comes out ridiculously in, like, basically just underwear. Like, tidy yeah, whitey underwear, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's wandering around in the tidy whitey. He's no shoes on, nothing. But he does have his hat on, doesn't he? Does he have his cowboy no, hat on? No, I don't think so. Oh, man, that no. would have made it hysterical <laughs> if he had his cowboy hat on. No, he's just See, they should have done that. That would have been funny. Yeah. But anyway, they go looking for him for RJ and Wayne wanders into a barn where he steps on a nail in a board. I don't know what it is about watching people step on nails. It is got to be one of the worst thing. I hate watching this. I, yeah, the second time I watched this movie, I didn't watch that part because I'm like, I I can't watch this again. It's great. The the effect is great. Pulling it back out again. I, oh, it sends shivers down my spine. It's just like, oh God. It worked effectively. (laughs) It did. It It really did. did. The best part about this is, you know, after watching it two times, you notice that when he steps on the nail, you see the skin at the top of his foot tent doesn't it doesn't pierce the skin at the top of the foot but it tents up like oh it's being pushed up from underneath like they did a really good job with that i think is what i'm getting yeah they did it's effective you don't really see the nail go in you see him step you see it tent it cuts away and if you watch this with headphones on the noise the sound effect of this thing too is pretty gross (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was pretty gross so yeah so he is, while well, he's out there, he, he, I think he, what is he, he, somebody's banging on the door of the barn and he looks out through a hole. Yeah. And he gets jabbed in the eye with a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Okay. This is our third foreshadowing. This is the third. Okay. What's the third foreshadowing? All right. So RJ, when he's talking about how great this movie's going to be, he says people's eyes are going to pop out of their skulls. Oh, he does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So wait, this is for sure. Is this like verified that this is foreshadowing? I, I, well, I read it. Does it's on the internet? That doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> I can see how yes. I can see how this could be construed as foreshadowing. It's not his eyes popping out, but it is. You know, the you know, it's it's to do with the eyes. He dies mm-hmm. via yeah. his eyes. So that makes sense. So meanwhile, while this is going on, Lorraine gets invited into the house by Howard, and he says, you know, like, Pearl's missing, she's always doing this, she's getting, you know, she gets confused, blah, 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 which I think might be a ruse, but I'm not 100% sure. I wonder if this isn't some sort of, like, fugue state that she gets into. Um, 
I think he really can't find Pearl, but I think he trapped Lorraine in the basement as kind of like, here, Pearl, there's another one for you down Uh, here. Okay, sure. Because he makes a comment later about he got one in the basement, and she says, that's not the one I want. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like it was, he trapped her there on purpose for Pearl to probably kill so right but see and i i agree i i do think that, that he did he did trap her there on purpose i just wonder if pearl has like this like a schizophrenic situation going on but and he doesn't want like this could also be seen as maybe an admonition of like the american healthcare system as well <laughs> because like if they don't if they can't get like help for her mm-hmm. and she has mental health issues and that's why she goes off killing. Well, all he can do is maybe help her. Yeah. You know, like he's not going to turn her into the police. He loves her, you know? Right, right. So maybe that's it in some kind of, you know, weird fucked up way or it, whatever. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? Be. Who knows? But I, I still think that there was some honesty in Howard's comment about how she gets confused. That maybe she's got like some sort of Alzheimer's, something, some sort of degenerative brain situation going on. You know, on. it could be, I mean, if she, cause she's so obsessed with being younger, she could be like in her head actually imagining herself as younger. And I mean, who knows? It that, could be. And yeah. that could also play into the whole like, oh, I'm going to, I'm young again. These people are going to make me young again just by being around them. This woman that, that look, let's face it, looks like me mm-hmm. is is going to, you know, going to make me feel younger just by being with her. Uh-huh. And then when she snaps back from that that state, she realizes, no, I'm old. This can't be this way. I have to end this, you know, whatever. So I don't know. Maybe. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Possibility? Possibility. Possibility. The, the possibilities are endless. So, yeah, he traps her into, in the basement. And... What, he, doesn't he like? That's when she finds the corpse, right? Right, because like, she right tries to leave, and then yeah. she goes down and turns the light on, and then sees the corpse there. And then this is where we get the screenshot that's on the cover of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the on the voodoo cover. Yeah, I thought that was Mia Goth at first, but it is not. Obviously, not her. the 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 look of horror on her face mm-hmm. is amazing this is an amazing piece of acting from jenna ortega holy crap yeah like there the the look on her face is just pure terror pure terror Mm -hmm. just fantastic fantastic if you go and you look at like the digital box art the digital art for this movie you'll see what we're talking about it's really good not the theatrical poster it's the theatrical poster has mia goth on it this one has this one has uh, jenna ortega on it Anyway, yeah, that's that's exactly where we get that. But then, okay, so if she sees him right away, I'm still trying to puzzle through why the hell I thought that was RJ. If when well, she sees him, she goes running up the stairs and screaming for RJ, right? She she does, but there's she's like clanging on the thing, yelling. So, I mean, it could be easily missed. Yeah. Plus, they're out looking for RJ. RJ died. You would think they would have seen him unless if the old people died drug him off somewhere well they do end up dragging people off later so i'm assuming that howard and pearl dispose it could be yeah because when when later on when maxine gets to the farmhouse again we don't see that body in front of the van so they obviously moved it but yeah i don't (laughs) 
I still I'm just I'm I'm floored that I didn't pick up that that wasn't RJ. Ah. All but right. anyway. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyhow. You get a B instead of an A. So. so Howard goes to the guest house and asks Jackson to help him locate Pearl. And he says, look, she, she wanders off. And Jackson saying, look, we're both Marines. Once a Marine, always a Marine. I'm going to go get my clothes. We'll go look for her. And they go out into the swamp to look for her. And Howard shoots him in the chest with a shotgun. But this is... This is interesting because early on, Jackson says something about how he was held at gunpoint by farmers in Vietnam mm-hmm. all the time. It again, that's that's your that's your you're saying that was one of the, one of the uh, foreshadowing, foreshadowings, yeah. Yeah. which it, it obviously it is. But I thought it was really brilliantly placed because it's just it's literally just an off the cuff comment, just like mm-hmm. Wayne's off the cuff comment yeah. about their eyes are going to bug out of their head. Just great. And then the gator thing is just in the background. You mm-hmm. didn't even notice it. It's just yeah. in the background. Right. Yeah. Also, Howard, we see here, he is not happy with Pearl's tendencies because he blames Jackson for being enticing her, enticing her yeah. with his... with. His, well, I don't remember what he said, but basically with his lack of clothing and stuff, because right, you know yeah. he's just walking around with nothing on. So <laughs> yeah, he was hanging dong when he opened the door. Yeah, too, right? he was. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of nudity in here, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly dead dick and and boobs. That's really yeah. what we get yep. a lot of. Yeah. You know? So while this is going on, Pearl. This is when Pearl goes into the guest house and lays down with Maxine. And she's like buck naked too. She gets into the bed with her. Maxine gets up, like wakes up and like screams bloody murder. And Bobby Lynn sees Pearl take off. So she goes after her. So she's following Pearl out Mm -hmm. to kind of be like, okay, are you okay? You know, my grandmother, you know, had this problem or my mother had this problem. I don't remember what it was. Grandmother, mother, what was it? I think it was grandmother. I think it was grandmother. Yeah, my grandma used to get confused too. I used to take care of her or something like that. And she's like being really kind to her, right? Mm-hmm. But Pearl's like, fuck you. <laughs> Pearl is having this moment of like, I'm not having any of this from you. She calls her a whore. Yeah. She smacks her around. And then finally, Bobby Lynn's like, fine, fuck you, then I'm out of here, right? Yeah. She's not, you know, she's not going to do anything about, she's not going to help somebody that's being yeah. a prick to her like that. But she gets pushed into the into the pond or into the swamp, and that's when the gator gets her. Yeah, grabs her right by the head too. Holy crap! Did you notice that? Like, <laughs> no, grabs I didn't, her by yeah. the head. It's a great death. The gator death is great because I really love the setup for this. The gator being on the mural mm-hmm. sets up the Mia Goth thing, where the gator is slowly stalking her. And when so that way, when when Bobby Lynn falls in, you think to yourself, "Oh shit, you better get out of there because that gator's going to come coming." coming for you right she's gonna be mm-hmm. coming for you Were you expecting it to move slowly but that thing is on her in no time at all yeah so it just the way that they worked that was i think kind of brilliant honestly so lorraine tries to get out of the uh the basement with a hatchet but mm-hmm. <laughs> but this was this one made me cringe oh yeah is howard uses the butt of his rifle to bust her fingers yeah and it is just gut-wrenching because when she pulls her hand back, her hand, her fingers are just l- like lolling over where yeah. they shouldn't, you know, move. Yeah, it looks you know? bad. 
It does look really bad. You know what I want? I want an A24 house at Halloween Horror Nights. No more of this Blumhouse crap. Give me A24 <laughs> stuff. I want to see like this, and I want to see like The Witch, right? Stuff like that. Give me good stuff. Give me Midsummer. Have a like blindingly bright scene in one of these. It'll be great. Anyway, just a just a thought off the top of my head there <laughs> as we're going along. I will tweet to John Murdy after this. Anyway, <laughs> so Maxine sees Pearl and Howard go back to the guest house, and she hides under the bed, and they they end up having sex on the bed with Maxine underneath, and she crawls out. She runs out. She finds the van. There's no keys in it, so she takes the gun out of the glove box, and she goes into the farmhouse to free Lorraine, but Lorraine blames Maxine thinking, oh, you tricked me into doing the movie, then RJ mm-hmm. ran off, and now I got caught in this thing. Mm-hmm. And Lorraine runs out and gets just blasted by Howard. They're coming yep. back as Lorraine is running out. Mm-hmm. Of the, that was something that I was not expecting. It was one of those like jumps where it's like, whoa, hey, okay, she's dead now. Because I thought of her as one of the major players. Yeah, Her storyline is like... Something that would play to being, you know, something that would something the that last would lead girl you to standing. That, what's that? The last girl standing. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's she's the final girl, right? Mm-hmm. But not so much. <laughs> interesting that like the final girl usually is the virgin. There are no virgins in this. No, but the yeah. interesting thing with that is there is a stereotype with horror films that usually the sexually active characters are the first to die. Yeah. But the two that were first to die are the two that don't have sex in this movie. RJ and Wayne. We don't see them having sex. They are the first two to die. So they subverted that paradigm. I like that. I like that. I like that. So Maxine hides around the corner as Lorraine's getting shot. And... Howard and Pearl start moving bodies around. They're going to try and frame it as the crew or the film people tried to like do a home invasion and they defended themselves. Mm-hmm. But Lorraine isn't completely dead. She has one of those moments where she gurgles to life for a second and it startles Howard and he has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And that's when Maxine reveals herself and Pearl is begging her to help Howard, and she's like, I don't fucking care if he dies. Are you yeah, kidding exactly. me? Like, how bizarre <laughs> is it that Pearl is like, you got to help him. Right. Like, what? You were literally trying to murder everyone so here. Why are we kill me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me help you so that you can kill me later. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> so Maxine gets the keys to Howard and Pearl's truck and tries to shoot Pearl, but the pistol doesn't have any bullets in it. So that gun isn't loaded. That gun is not loaded. But Pearl tries to shoot Maxine. She dodges it. The recoil from the shotgun breaks Pearl's hip. She falls and breaks her hip. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The elderly lady, the elderly murderer in this in this movie, breaks her hip, and that's her downfall. Yeah. Yeah. So Pearl crawls out of the house. And she's begging Maxine to help her. Maxine's like, no, fuck off. And Pearl, like, goes nuts, starts calling her a whore, all these fun things that she called Bobby Lynn. And Maxine's not having any of that. She backs the truck up on Pearl's head and crushes her. 
and then the cops show up the next morning. Yeah, yeah. But did you notice that Maxine was was on the TV? She was. Yeah. 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 Apparently. I didn't catch that the first time, but the second time I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is that those, that that preacher is on Howard and Pearl's TV, like every time we see the TV on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's Maxine, their daughter, or the daughter of the preacher, who they killed. I like, too, that at the end there, she is basically saying the speech along with him. Like, she knows this stuff. He's been probably saying the same stuff for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And she's saying it right along mm-hmm. with them. And, yeah, that was... That was a good little twist on there, I guess. Yeah, that was that was something that wasn't a main part of the movie, but just in the background, and it kind of pulls it together. Nice seasoning. It's a little bit of seasoning. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Did you notice there's there's a scene where I think it's Jackson that finds there's a car in the swamp. Yep. That's straight out of Psycho. Because the end of Psycho, they 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 pull they're pulling a car because Anthony Perkins Norman Bates would sink or sunk Marion Crane's vehicle into the swamp okay to hide her body so, okay yeah so i thought that was kind of cool and i think that vehicle belonged to the guy in the basement in retrospect right that's what i would assume although but we don't be, know that it could be somebody else entirely you know yeah it, it could be anybody else right so yeah how long do you think Pearl's been up to that? I mean, she obviously has to have been up to up to this for a while because the the prequel is going to take place at World War One time frame. That was. I was 19- going to say we're going to find out soon with the new movie what, yeah. when all this started. So. Yeah, we're doing that new movie in a few weeks, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, Word. we will be covering it later this month. Right on, right on. So I noticed that some parallels here. Um, Maxine and Pearl both lust after things. Pearl lusts after youth. Maxine lusts after fame. Mm-hmm. Thought that was interesting. Little little theme of lust in this movie. Tons of references to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They mention a slaughterhouse. They're all in a van. Takes place in Texas. All that fun stuff. There's even shots that reminded me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original, 1973. Sure. Or 74, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, sure. Yeah. Do you have any other notes that you wanted to bring up? No. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yes. Some of the music in here. Yeah. yeah. Reminded me of the A24 movie Men. Because the way the music was, and it almost sounded like a single person, like a female or a couple females, and they're just kind of doing like a melody type thing. Do you remember that from Men? How that I, was going on? I don't. I've been itching to rewatch that okay. movie though, so I would love to. But there's love something to very similar, and I so. didn't pick up on it the first time I watched it. But the second time I watched this again, I had headphones on, mm-hmm. and it was a lot more pronounced, so I could hear it better. And I'm like, this is very reminiscent to that hmm. that movie. There, it reminded me of that a lot. Interesting. I, I have one other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to save this kind of for the end because this kind of pertains to the whole movie, that there is a connection between sex and death from a psycho- psychological perspective. Freud, and there's a French social theorist named Michael Foucault. 
they said that the two are fused, that death, that the death instinct pervades sexual activity and a connection is that can be easily seen. Foucault called orgasms petite mort, mini death. I thought that was interesting is that there is a, there is a psychological connection to that. And it's been investigated by psychologists for many, many years, decades, in fact, that there is a, you know, that there's a connection to that. For, for example, 1992, they had a study in Amsterdam that found that one in six United States soldiers said that sex without a condom was worth the risk of getting an AIDS virus, which at 1992 meant death for the most part, or unless you had Magic Johnson money. Know what I mean? Sure. Anyway, I just think it's interesting that horror films in general, especially the slasher genre, connect sex and death so closely. It does. Going yeah. back as far as, you know, Friday the thirteenth mm-hmm. or even, you know, Halloween. Go yep. back to Halloween. Go to the go to the grand granddaddy of, of, of horror of uh, slasher movies. Not the granddaddy, probably the daddy of horror, of slasher movies. A granddaddy could be traced back further. Psycho, but and in fact, Psycho. Let's go back to Psycho. If we look at Psycho, Marion Crane has sex with her lover then she steals money and runs off and she dies because anthony perkins character norman bates wants her but mother won't let him have her Mm -hmm. sex and death connected from the beginning of the slasher genre i just love it and this movie puts it right in your face like right in your face Mm -hmm. in a way that it really i don't think has been done before so anyhow you don't have anything else no you're done i'm done So that leaves one last thing. It is a it is the eternal question here on the couch. Keep rent race gen where do you stand and why? This one is a rent for me. Interesting. This is a good slasher film. Okay. Uh, if you just want to go into it as a slasher film that has some good like slasher kills and stuff like that. Lots it, of gore. Yeah. It, it has it mm-hmm. in there. It definitely has the gore. It has I thought the acting was pretty decent. Now it's supposed to, but Pearl's character just creeped the hell out of me. But it was supposed to do that. Mission but, accomplished? Yeah. But some of the stuff I was getting confused on, I wasn't sure I quite got the whole message between what Pearl's creepy behavior was to what was happening over here. And it, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, it does relate in there, but I don't know. it. Anyways, I'm, this isn't good enough for me to keep because it's probably not something I'm going to pull out every year to watch, but I definitely think it's worth watching. I probably watch it, you know, every couple years or so. It's definitely not an erase because it's better than an erase type movie, which is a lot coming from me on an A24 movie. (laughs) I know that. I was going to say, yeah, this is a, boy, we're stepping right up here. Where would you put this? Okay. So if, if we're talking A24 movies that you've liked, like Uncut Gems, how does this relate to Uncut Gems? You think Uncut Gems is a keeper and this is a rent? Is that what you're saying? Or or would you say something like that? Or where would you be on that? I would maybe put Uncut Gems above this a little bit. But for that one, well, I don't know. I I, I would think so, yeah. That one, I, I really liked. It had a really gritty story. And there was some great shocking moments in there. I enjoyed that movie. I... 
It's definitely above the lighthouse for you. Oh God, lighthouse. I hated that movie. But yeah, I think it's a little above that, but you know, I wouldn't say a ton above it. Okay. Maybe a little bit above that. Interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know what other A24 movies are, so that's... We'll All the other that. ones are the ones that you've hated. <laughs> so, like, Midsummer, The Lighthouse, The Witch. Although, Hereditary. Hereditary is, is, is a, an A24 Okay, I like that one. Yep. Would you put this above Hereditary, or is this Hereditary? No, Hereditary was above this. Hereditary is above this. Yes, absolutely. Hereditary okay. was excellent acting, compelling story, very creepy stuff happening, that one is definitely above this one. I think we need to watch some more A24 horror movies because I think I think there's more for you in this at this studio than you think. Maybe. Because, because we're kind of 50-50 with these. Yeah. We're kind of 50-50 with these. With sure. The ones that you've seen. So. Sure. Okay. How about you? For me, this is a rock solid keep. Okay. This is a movie that I will definitely go back to. I want to, I don't know what's on the DVD or the Blu-ray or the 4K if there is a 4K for it, but I want it because I want to see what it is, whatever the background stuff is. If there's a commentary, I want to hear what Ty West has to say about it. I'm excited to see Pearl. This movie sat with me after I watched it, and I think it's the connection to Texas Chainsaw, which is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. I really think that this movie plays a lot with thematic connection these two main characters of, of, of Maxine and Pearl, the thematic connection of like aging versus youth. This is, there's, there's, there's just something really compelling about the way that they put it together. There's something compelling about the, the foreshadowing that's used very well put together, very subtle, not in your face. I, I enjoyed the hell out of this. I'll watch it again. I've watched it twice now. I'll watch it. I'll watch it after that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a keeper. And for me, this is not as good as Midsummer. It's definitely better than The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse, I think, just for as an art piece, The Lighthouse is is gorgeous. It looks fantastic. It, it's just not as compelling as a horror movie. Okay. Hereditary is probably above this. But it's solid top three for me as far as mm -hmm. A24 horror sure. movies go. Although, wait. Top four, because I like The Witch better than this, too. Okay. But top four. It's in, it's in the top five. We'll put okay. it in the top five. <laughs> it's somewhere up there. Send it to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing next? All right. Next week, we're going to cover The Gray Man. The Green Man? Yeah. You mean the Eagles mascot Green Man? or? I didn't say green. <laughs> What'd you say? The Gray Man. Oh, The Gray Man. Oh, okay. I thought you said Green Man. I was like, wait, like from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or? Nope. Does it have Charlie Day in it? I don't think so. <laughs> this is the, okay, so in all seriousness, this is the Russo Brothers one, right? Yes. The Russo Brothers who did one of my all-time favorite Marvel Cinematic flicks, which is Winter Soldier. So I thought that was a good one. So hopefully this is good too. We'll see. We will see. Yes. And then we'll see a couple weeks after that for Pearl. We're going to do that one in a few weeks after that, right? Yes. Yeah. In the meantime, hope you have a happy and safe Labor Day. You've earned it. And we're going to take the rest of the day off. We'll see you next week here on the couch for the Green Man. Gray Man. Gray Man. <laughs> next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to A View from the Couch. We value your feedback. 
please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your preferred podcast listening app. You can reach us on Facebook by searching at A View From The Couch, on Twitter at View underscore Couch, or by emailing us at aviewfromthecouch at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening. Bye. See ya.